Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the cool, sunny voice of your local announcer for today's delicious discussion. How good is the food that we eat? I'm not just talking about how healthy it is for you, although that's a consideration, but how delicious is it? Because uh, we sit around here and we talk about this, uh, just about all the things that we get into on the matter of eating, cooking, uh, making your own food from scratch, uh, making your own wine. You can, you can make your own almost anything, and sometimes you can even make it better than you can, whatever that means. And redistributable among all the listeners at 105.3 FM HD2. So we're ready to go with you. Uh, we have uh, nice facilities for you to change, uh, or excuse me, uh, to swap. This is not I, a beach house, Tom. <clears throat> just a studio. It's not a beach house. It's just a studio. No. <laughs> Hi there. I don't know. Uh, studios are exciting if you're a certain mind head. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Today is Tuesday. Tuesday. And we both had a good lunch, but not I, together. Did I tell you that I just walked over here all the way from Jackson Square? Tom's extremely proud of himself. <laughs> I am. Why should I not be? <laughs> How was your lunch at Two Jacks? Was you Mark know, there? Did you talk Mark to Mark was not there, but there was a waiter who uh-huh. knew me, <clears throat> excuse me, who uh, recognized me immediately because uh, there have been several times that we've dined there, and uh, in, in a group, in fact, a, a few times, and this guy remembered and knew what we wanted, so we... Uh, and the first I, thing he said was, Tom, you've lost so much weight. And you said, I've only lost 80 pounds. Only 80 pounds. That's right. <laughs> anyway. Since I missed that story, I had to do it myself. Go ahead. He was, um, anyway, so just glad I missed it. a nice guy and uh, knew his stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, let me tell you he what. He gave I, you all the lowdown? He gave me the lowdown. But right, even better than that, he gave me the brisket. Ah, you had the Here, brisket? <clears throat> this is the, the, the breakfast. Excuse me, not breakfast. This will be the lunch that I just had. It started off with oysters, uh, oysters that you uh, put up on a uh, Rockefeller. No, it's the anvil. No, not either one of them. It wasn't a fried uh, version of it. It was uh, those are baked. those are grilled. So yeah. what what did so you have? This was uh, on skewers. They would put the oh, oysters like on. Uh, oysters on brochette. Oysters on brochette. Okay. exactly that. But they had an interesting little twist on it. Oysters on brochette. With uh, pork bellies instead of bacon. Mm. Now I've never run into that before. You must have loved that. I know how you love it, pork belly. <laughs> actually, I don't like pork belly. Yeah, I know you don't <clears throat> like pork belly. Uh, but I, uh, I thought it was an interesting play. It certainly wasn't bad, and so we uh, started off with that. Well, now let me ask you this: yeah. Was the pork belly cut in chunks between the oysters? Because the oysters on brochette is the uh, wrapped in bacon and mm-hmm. then all of it deep fried. Deep yeah. fried. So how did this play out? Uh, they did it exactly that way, and they cut the pork uh, loin 
putting that skin that so one. So the pork belly was pork in belly, chunks and it was No, it was in fried. slices. It was in slices oh, about s- maybe that thick. All right. So if it was in slices, was it then wrapped around the oyster? No, it was the thing that was wrapping the other things. So this was being used as a wrapper and underneath, inside, you had some, some little be- vegetables and some, there was a, <clears throat> a sauce in there as well. It was well put together with the funny ingredient, one funny ingredient, which I thought was actually pretty interesting and very, very traditional. I mean, pork uh, bellies in New Orleans, you don't hear about it too, too much, but a lot of people love it. I love it. And you see it a lot. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, go ahead. So what? So uh, that was the essence of uh, my lunch. That was it? That was all you had? I was stuffed. Wait, so, you had brisket and oysters and brochette and you were done? All right. If you were to go to the typical restaurant and ask uh, oysters on brochette, whether they're with uh, pork bellies or, or just bacon, uh, they would uh, give you probably six if you're lucky. Oh, this okay. one had about eight. Really? And they were pretty big. So oh, there was okay. a lot of food there okay. just All on right. that. And you had the brisket first, though? <clears throat> I had the brisket. Okay. Second is the entree. Oh, I see. And I have a pretty good recollection of that from the days when they that was their signature dish. And I can tell you it still is their their signature dish. Uh, uh, what was uh, it dish. served with? Uh, not a whole lot, but it was sprinkled with some green onions and... Uh, uh, in the case of the br- uh, brisket, uh, they made a combination of horseradish and ketchup, which is, again, classic. That's, mm-hmm. that's where it came from. And uh, that, was, that was very good. It was very tender. It, was, it wasn't, too cre- wasn't uh, cooked too hard or too light. And uh, there was one other aspect to it that uh, struck me as a little... And you, oh, uh, a lot of good fresh vegetables, uh, uh, Brussels sprouts, and they had some mashed potatoes that actually tasted good, and a, and a few other things. It was it was uh, to tell you the good truth, nice. I I was surprised at how good it was. Good. Was uh, it was it busy in there? Is everybody going it, it, in before they move? I would say that it was a ninety uh, percent of the room was filled. Oh, great. Maybe even more. It was a pretty much great. a full. I was happy that I walked in and got a table immediately. You know, and they I, weren't looking up to me. They just they, everybody got it that way. You know, um, I went to lunch at Antoine's today. Lucky, lucky and, you, my favorite. Yeah, and um, we were talking about the move, the two jacks move, mm-hmm. and I thought I bet about you were. Because Antoine's is the oldest restaurant in, in America, and Two Jags is number two. Well, I we were talking about it because um, we were wondering how the whole move would work out for them. And it occurred to me in the conversation that, you know, um, if Two Jags has a ratio of customers tourists to locals like the other restaurants and mm-hmm. I'm sure it is which is something like 80% to 20 yeah I'd say that's then, about right then they really don't have anything to worry about because the people who are coming in from out of town don't know how iconic that building is and they don't have a really etched in their brain order that this must be. So I think they'll do just fine. Well, I, the issue here is, and I'm glad that they've gotten this word out, 
it was not so much a matter of how good what it was it how what the prices were like or anything like that. The problem is that that building that they are in has a very very high uh, historic quality to yeah, it. Yeah, sure. And uh, if they wanted to add on, let's say, a bathroom on the second floor, I don't think they have one up there. I'm, I may be wrong about that, but uh, they had some some lack up on the second floor in particular. Uh, they, there was not much they could do with it without taking out uh, the historic quality of it. And, uh, you know, the guys yeah. in, who run the French Quarter, they won't allow that, and with good reason. Well, it doesn't matter. It's all done now. And I was just wondering how the locals would react to that. But it turns out, the more that I think about it, that maybe that's really not something they have to worry about. Because if it's mostly mm-hmm. tourist, as it is with so many of the others, then I think they're... Probably going to do just I'll fine. say this: everybody was happy, uh, including the waiters yeah. and uh, and the customers yeah. who had never been there before. There That's were what I'm saying so. You know, if you don't have an attachment to it to that building, then it's going to be just fine. Yeah. Let's go to Ron, the gourmet waiter, who's Ron, on the, the gourmet waiter. Hello, Hello, how are you all doing? We're doing Hello. pretty well. What about you? It is officially barbecue season with the new cool weather. Aha! Yes, it is. So I'm planning a barbecue for my neighbors tomorrow. I was going to tell everyone what was going to be on the menu. Oh, fire away. Okay, I'm going to do a boudin stuffed chicken. Mm, Sounds sounds great. You sold me on it. I'm going to get the the ground pork. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cut up the chicken liver, some Cajun Mm -hmm. seasoning, some green onion, and some rice. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make the I'm going to make the boudin, and I'm going to stuff the chick the boudin in the cavity and in between the skin and the meat, and then I'm going to smoke this with cherry wood for four hours. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. That sounds wonderful to a, me. Is a, a shrimp and breadcrumb stuffed catfish. Hmm. Shrimp and... Solomon's You're in the catfish. stuffing Shrimp mood. and breadcrumb. I'm making a stuffing out of it. It's going to be a shrimp stuffing, and I'm going to stuff that inside of the catfish fillet that I've got from... Uh, uh, Desolomons, and uh, uh-huh. go ahead and grow those, too. Well, uh, just last night, uh, we had something almost identical to that, except it had almonds in it on, on top of it, and that was uh, produced mostly for me, mostly also by my darling Mary Lee, who's sitting over here. All right, so go ahead, Ron. Anyway, uh, speaking of catfish, a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, there was a guy named John Law, in England, and he yeah. owned some land south of New Orleans. He and it, he was trying to get the Germans to move on it. And when he and when he got the Germans to go move down there for free, they started fishing in the bayous, and they were pulling up these beautiful catfish. And they, they were prepared there. them to market, brought them to the French market, and it became known as Des Allemans, which means of the, the Germans, Germans. Yeah, unofficial unofficial catfish capital of the world. That's true. All right, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Was, uh, it, it, the, you know, John Foles, the chef, came on the show. He was the first person that I, as a guest host, brought onto your show. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me about the significance that the Germans had in establishing Louisiana. And Very they have true. a lot of culinary history. Yeah, I've uh, been lucky enough to be able to do some of the research that you'd need to really come up with something. Uh, right around Manresa Retreat House, where I go every year, uh, we're getting close to that time of year, in fact. Uh, and that whole area there is seen on old maps as uh, the German coast. And you say to yourself, where's the Germans and where's the coast? But they're both there. 
and it's a distinctive yeah. uh, part of the culture around there. What Chef Olsen did is he got the genealogy records, and he went over to these seven countries to go find out who yeah. these people that came to Louisiana were. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. He's, yeah. uh, he, a, he's a know-it-all, and I mean that in a, uh, in a nice... Complimentary uh, way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, he really is doing a lot of neat things. Yeah. I, and I'll tell you what, when he came on the show, he was the nicest person I've ever met. Oh, he met. is a dog. He just, and not a doll. only did he drive in from Donaldsonville. So are his people. But he said, just, just tell me what you want me to do, Ron. And I, I said, look, it's my first show. When I ask you a question, talk for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he can do that. Right. He can easily do that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good yeah, choice of, but, uh, of, of hosts for a, uh, for a talk show. Yeah. That, he really fantastic. does know it. He'd like to come back sometime. I yeah, yeah. The other day, he'd love to come back. Good. Yeah, we'd love to have him. Anyway, he's 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 for where, real. He's I don't one know of the. When he's here, but that's yeah. uh, that's good. Thanks for the tip. You know, he used to have his own radio show. I believe he, that he did it in the morning on yeah. Saturdays. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was. And they uh, let me continue doing mine. Uh, anyway, despite the in, immense uh, contrast between yeah. he and me. Anyway, well, good luck with your well, party, you got, Ron. That sounds yummy, especially the boudin stuffed it, uh, chicken. I'm going to take some pictures of it and email it to you. All right, good. Thanks. All thanks right. for calling. Well, thank you. Great show. Thanks as always. 260 is the number. That's 260 menu. So mm-hmm. I had, not far from you, a uh, wonderful shrimp remoulade, and that was really it. I'll tell mm-hmm. you what, we were in the, in the uh, Hermes bar. That's a cool place, isn't it? It's a it? very cool place. And Here's was, a little bit of history that used to be known as the President's Room. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I First of all, it was freezing in there because the doors oh, were open. Always and I is. am underdressed for this kind of weather. I left the house with plans for the whole evening, and I am going to be freezing all evening, I think. Anyway... Um, It was a little bit chilly in there. Oh, we should take a break. So let me go ahead. We'll just take a break, and I will. We'll do another cliffhanger about lunch at Antoine's. Cliffhanger. He's coming on later, by the way. And I want to talk about the the grand dames and all the differences between them, and how they're each really, really interesting in their own special way. Two six zero six three six eight is the number you're listening to. WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. Hello, it's the Food Show. I like uh, I like the tone of that commercial or that USA. Yeah. What what do they call it? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> back to uh-huh. what, back to what I was talking about with the grand dame. So yeah. I had this. Um, I had a shrimp remoulade, which was definitely different than the other shrimp remoulades. This one was uh, definitely spicier. It, it felt like it had some crystal hot sauce in it or something, hmm. and there that was would be chopped normal. egg on top. Mm-hmm. which is different than the others. And it was good. It's hard to make a shrimp remoulade that isn't good. It was a red one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I think that all three of them that I've had uh, for, I'm trying to think of the, I don't know that I've had two jacks, but I've had three of the five. And um, and I like them all. But what I, what I wanted to mention about this was that I was in the Hermes bar, and um, there are all the different rooms at Antoine's, mm-hmm. and each of them have their own personality, and they're they're interesting in their own way, along with the food. Then you go down to Broussard's; it's got the same thing going. Uh, Brennan's the same thing. 
uh, two jacks. They're all different in their own way. Yep. And and I was just wondering if you had to choose if you if you were in New Orleans for only two days mm-hmm. and you had allowed yourself a visit to a grand dame and just you one. had yeah uh-huh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you had been before so you mm. knew them all but you only had two days this time which of the grand dames would you choose to visit and why and what would you eat there i don't know that i could answer that myself i can i can answer I, well, it for me i can't I answer it for you okay so you're going to go to antoine's obviously uh, and what are you going to eat there I am going to have some oysters Rockefeller, and if they have any oysters uh, Bienville, I'd get some of those too. And uh, I would skip their soups because I don't think their soups are particularly good. But uh, just about everything else I love, I think my favorite dish over there is chicken, uh, not chicken bon femme, but uh, what do they call that? It's a funny name. I've been forgetting it for a long chicken time. Chicken Pantalba? Chicken No, it's chicken. It's kind of like Chicken Pantalba, though, uh, where the chicken is grilled, and then the sauce is basically a Bernays sauce uh, to which That's they, what you're going to have at Antoine's? Yeah. Well, that's, really? Yeah, for what an appetizer. What about oysters foche and all the other stuff that you Well, I get? would, uh, you know, oysters foche... Is one of those things you either take it or leave it. it. You you can't have you know two of this I'm and two leave of that. It. You're gonna leave it. Yeah, it's not for everybody. The, yeah, it's not I for love me. that sauce though. That sauce is uh, really good. Yeah. I, you can put all kinds of things in it. Okay. So I think uh, that's my answer to what you said. And uh, for dessert, I would if there's anybody uh, with me, then I definitely am getting a baked Alaska. A baked Alaska. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Uh, I think that I would go to Galatoire's. Galatoire's? And I would have their crab meat imperial or whatever it's called. Yeah, crab meat. uh, uh, White crab meat. Yeah. And that impeccable. That impeccable. Uh, fried fish with the amandine love it meniere over it it's it's just killer even better yeah uh is uh pompano if they have any like that done that way or grilled? they do it that way they could do it oh grilled. they do yeah okay but, so you'd have it grilled with the amandines you mm-hmm. have to have the almonds on it you definitely yeah you, the, you, almonds the almonds and the uh the uh, wine uh the butter and, and that little bit this little bit of citrus in there yeah, so I I would say that uh, that I love all of those restaurants. I mm-hmm. do, and I had a wonderful time sitting in the Hermes Bar today. I thought it was really fun, mm-hmm. and bet. I just started thinking which one, if I had to choose, which one would it be? Um, just for the one visit, and what would I eat? But I, I learned something that was interesting today that. Um, the French Quarter restaurants are really pretty much dependent on tourists, 80%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can believe that. Which is kind of shocking. So um, locals should go and support that a little bit more, especially because yeah. they're so interesting. I mean, yeah. these are interesting restaurants. Oh, they definitely are. 
Uh, but uh, they, there's also the issue of if you find a dish at Antoine's and you, you go again and again, at some point it, you might find that ebbing back from you because you eat the same dish again and again. On the other hand, there are people who only eat that way, who get something they like and they keep getting it. I just I'm surprised to hear you say that you would get a chicken, a grilled chicken dish yeah, at Antoine's. Uh, that does not seem like something you would do. I I, I remember it mainly because my uh, my buddy Chris Christopher, who got married there, actually that was his where he had his reception at Antoine's. No, oh yeah yeah it was at Antoine's. Actually it was a, a, a afterwards gift from me to him. What? Anyway, uh, yeah I. You gave him a wedding. I, I no, I didn't give him a wedding. <laughs> That's but, a generous uh, but gift, Tom. <laughs> I, I made a gift of it, and uh, you know, with his wife to uh, go over there and knock oh, themselves out. Uh-huh. And uh, oh, I see. That was their <clears throat> wedding gift for them to go. I That's see. right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, right. and when I did that, uh, when it came my time to order, I uh, just reading the the chicken dish. Cho Rochambouche. That's it. Cho uh, chicken uh, Rochambeau. Chicken Rochambeau. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh huh. And I. Ordered that. I had it. I thought it was really great. My kind of dish. And I have been getting it off and on ever since. I, mm-hmm. I think it's a, a really, and, and it's the least expensive uh, entree on the menu. Okay. For what that's worth. Let's go to Michael 75. Michael 75. Uh, the other 74 are unknown. Hello, Michael. <laughs> Michael? Hey, hey Ma- I wanted a good afternoon, guys. Hey. How y'all? We're full of uh, wonderful but, but, things. But, but, by the way, the, the term guys is a gender-neutral term <laughs> Isn't in New it? York. And Michael, I sure, don't start any trouble on this show. I've always wanted to be gender-neutral. <laughs> okay. <laughs> by, by, by the way, okay, you, you, two or three subjects you just broached. Uh, first of all, Rochambeau. Are you familiar with that guy? Rochambeau? The yeah, person it's uh, named after. I haven't I haven't checked it lately, but he was uh, an interesting character. Michael and, and, knows who he is, I'm sure, because he's French. And he's Tell a, us about him. And he's involved in uh, the in the wars of various kinds. Tell us about Rochambeau. Yeah. Well, history lesson, real quick. You ready? Yeah, we're ready. Fire off. Okay, uh, you would be sipping tea at three o'clock in the afternoon if it wasn't for Rochambeau. Oh. He's the, he's the one who won the Battle of Yorktown for us. Gave, oh. Gave us our liberty. So he's a Brit. No. no he's not no, a Brit. He no, he Brit. defeated the Brits. I, oh. But what's wrong with sipping tea? tea it, I see. Okay. Secondly, I cook, I uh, just cooked some chicken bouffant with a puppy cooker's re- recipe. I got it online, for the Two Jacks recipe. It was oh, great. really? Is it? Well, that's, that's the two... Two of the same things because uh, uh, she did their cookbook. I didn't realize that Chicken Bonfam was two jacks. Two, ch- yeah. Oh, you okay. didn't? No, I didn't. What did you think it was? I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> actually. Wait, I let me write that down. I don't down. have any idea. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, the third thing is the best uh, remoulade in town is a white remoulade made uh, homemade by Doric Mac. It's fabulous. And also, Dorgax makes one other great thing, because I saw you just had an ad for them. Uh, their turtle soup great. is incredible. They give you so much turtle soup. And if, if you read the ingredients on the label, the first ingredient is, guess what? Turtle. Yay! Yeah. Good for them. 
I'm it's, trying to think of what I wanted to tell you, Michael, because there was something that made me think of you about a week ago. And I made a mental note to I myself, when I Michael calls you. again, I'm going to tell him that. And now I can't remember what it was. Well, my, you said Michael Corleone? No, I said when Michael calls again, I'm going to tell him that, but I can't remember what it is now. Okay, you know who Michael Corleone is, of right? Of course, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So anyway, uh, this guy was going to testify, one of Michael Corleone's uh, close friends, against him at a Senate subcommittee hearing in Godfather Two, And uh, so he had already given depositions and signed stuff under oath saying that uh, Michael had uh, done all kinds of murders and everything. So when he gets to the Senate subcommittee, he turns around and he sees his brother just imported by Michael Corleone from Sicily. And so he completely denies everything he said. And the guy's name was Frank Frank Pentangeli. The word Pentangeli, Penta means five in Italian. Angeli is angels. So his nickname was Frankie Five Angels. And guess what the name of my new young horse is? Frankie Five Angels. He's going to run into the background when are you running it? At the fairgrounds, hopefully. He's a young horse. He hasn't run yet. It's, it'll be his first race if everything works out. And when? And when is? You don't know when it is. You never know. Uh, even if your horse has been running good, they give you what they call a condition book, which gives you the possible races for the uh, next month oh, or so. I see. And uh, you, you enter your horse in the race, and if they don't have enough horses. Uh, the race will be canceled, so mm. you know, you never know. I or see. if there's too many horses, your horse might... Yeah, nobody uh, wants to work these days. Well, good luck to Five Angels and to you. That must be exciting to have a horse. Oh, yeah. Well, wow. I, 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 I'm sorry, this I was extremely fortunate. I had a uh, what I called a horse savant working for me. And he would buy me horses for holy, real cheap prices. And one day, one day when I'm in court, uh, he said, I bought you a horse for nothing. I said, okay, let me see that bum. So uh, I go out to the stables, and I look at him, and he's beautiful. Uh-huh. And I ask the questions. Was his mama any good? No, she was a bum. How about his daddy? He was a garbage can. So anyway, I said, that's, that a beautiful oh, that's... Wait, 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 wait. I want to hear what happened. Go ahead. So what? Well, I said, at least we have a beautiful horse. And then, strangely enough, he became the greatest horse ever born in the history of Louisiana. And the name I gave him, because you get to pick your own name, was E equals MC squared. So what I'm ah, that's, that's pretty cool. I remember cool. that. I remember I'm that one. His, when I'm picking his name out, mm-hmm. uh, my son uh, and I were studying physics, so... Uh, I asked. My, I told my son, oh, "I've got the name," and he said, "What is it?" I said, "E equals MC squared." He said, "That's the stupidest name I've ever heard for a race song." Yeah, the speed of light. Well, who's stupid now? Who's stupid now? There you go. Yeah. Well, Michael, you're interesting I'm, as always, and if I yeah, remember well, it, whatever it was that I wanted to tell you, I will. I'll just mention it. Okay, I'll be listening. Y'all right. have a good day. Thank Thanks, you. It's Michael. the food show. Bye. Keith, I hope you can hold on yeah, for Keith, just a Yeah, Keith, hang on. Don't minutes. go away. We'll make You're special. This is WWL uh, 105.3 FM yeah. HD2. Hello there. Welcome back. You are listening to The Food Show on 105.3 FM. We would love to talk with you about uh, anything having to do with food, wine, or any of those things at but all. first, we're going to talk to Keith. And we are going to talk to Keith, and why not? Uh, Keith, welcome to The Food Show. Have you ever been to Keith's Steakhouse? 
on the uh, West Bank? I mean, on the uh, North, North Shore? Shore. Hi, no, Keith. I don't live in the North Shore. Yeah. I live oh. on the West Bank. Oh, it's, uh, it's worth the trip. It's one of the great uh, okay. steakhouses around. Hi, Keith. What did you call for? Yeah, I wanted to know what does Tom think of using Adolph's meat tenderizer on something like a brisket, say, $12 to do your cricket? Wait a minute. On something like a what? A brisket. A brisket. Oh, okay. A brisket. It's a soft piece uh, of meat. Yeah. And I thought about that to tenderize it, use that, or if he's got any other ideas to make it a little more tender. Uh, cook it slowly in in just barely bubbling water, just a bubble coming up every now and then. Let her rip for. Oh, no, 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 no. Put, put it on the barbecue pit. You could do it yeah, on. Yeah, that's a, fine. You could do it on a barbecue pit, but you you want to do it at a low temperature. You don't want to put it there. You know, four hundred fifty degrees or right. sizzling. You want it to just sit there. I, and at this time of year, I would recommend doing it in the just in the regular oven. But you could do Why? it outdoors too. Why? Uh, it's just because, first of all, you need the kitchen space if you're like most people. Well, he wants to do it on the grill. So on the grill, on the that's grill, you can do that. On the grill, yeah. you've done a million of those, but you've never, yeah. you, did you ever, you didn't marinate it first, did you? No, it doesn't have any function to do that because you have uh, so much uh, water that has kind of sac- uh, found its too. way in. And fat. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. what uh, Tom used to always do was put the, the fat side on top. And mm-hmm. then yeah. uh, cook it at a very low temperature, what, 250, 300? Yeah. Smoke that, it. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And there would be some water in some container somewhere in yeah. that big green egg. Mm-hmm. And just for 12 hours, just like you said. But he never did tenderize it with anything. Uh, and it was perfectly no. tender. Do you think it would hurt to tenderize it with eight No, I can't imagine. Would you, Tom? No. Do you no. think it would hurt it to? No, to... not not really. But uh, here's what you will get in return: it'll be kind of maybe crusty around the edges, which is great for a hamburger, but I think not quite as good for. Something I love like it a on brisket. a brisket. That's, well, uh, that's what Mary Lee and I used to always go for: the crusty edges, for sure. Well, God bless you, and go eat it. Yeah, I mean, why? Yeah, yeah if, if you want to go ahead and do that, go ahead. I, yeah, I'm sure. It's, why I'm not? Sure it'll work. Thank you so much. Yeah. Let me ask so you this though: if you if you had to go to a Thank grand dame. Which Grand Dame would it be? Yeah, we asked that uh, question. Amanda's Palace? Good. Well, good that's answer. not really a Grand Dame, though. Well, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. That which, would be. which, where, where's the. The Grand Dames are all in the quarter. They're all in the quarter. Okay. Yeah, they're the old ones. Well, I mean, Commanders is okay. old, too, but. Hmm. Uh, Galators? Yeah, I think that's, that'd be mine, too. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a mine. A lot of people's. All right. Thanks, Keith. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling. Good luck. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We were talking about uh, there are two of us in this room, and there were two lunches at two of the Grand Dames. They were not the same lunch and not the same place. Mm-hmm. And, mm. uh, and in talking to my lunch companion today, we got on the subject of the different difference in each one of the grand dames mm-hmm. yeah. and um and i started thinking about that on the way over here i was thinking if i had to choose can i but before you get started can i ask a question because i think this is an important question yeah, sure there is one restaurant which to my mind is very definitely uh a grand dame restaurant but uh, i think most people don't think of it that way but it, to me it, it really very much is 
and I'll let you uh, be the judge, Brennan's. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, I would consider it so, yeah. Well, it, yeah, actually, I, I consider it a grand dame, too, but it's not really. You're right. It's only been around since, what, the 50s? 1945 is when yeah, it started. Yeah, that's really not a grand dame at all, actually. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah, uh, but no, not the old, old, old ones, though. Yeah. Okay, there's, so... Well, there uh, used to be really only one. All right, well, so let's take Brennan's out, because that's not really right, okay. one of the grand dames. So there's Galatoire's, Two Jacks, Broussard's... Arnaud's, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. Of those well, four. We, I feel like we've missed one of them. Of those four. Uh, but I guess I, I, I guess we have Arnaud's, Broussard, yeah, two jacks. But yeah. runs it through. Yeah, I mean, if you were including Brennan's, then you'd have five. But no, let's not mm-hmm. include Brennan's because 1945 is not all that old. Yeah, so, that's true. All right. So of those four, what would you? where would you go and what would you get? And I've decided mm-hmm. I've never I've never gone that much to Galatoire's, and I've never been a huge Galatoire's fan. But the last couple of times I've been there, that that fish preparation, nobody does it better. Fish preparation. Yeah, the you know the fried fish with oh, the, oh, oh. the almondine and the brown <clears throat> butter on it. Oh, I love nobody that. does it better. That's the brown butter especially. Uh, I, that's that's to me just nothing but delicious. And the ravigot is mm-hmm. is fantastic. So that would be my choice, I have to say. But mm. I had a really great remoulade at uh, Antoine's today. And theirs uh, is red still, like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I say. It's it was red, and it had um, it had the crumbled egg on top, and it was a very nice portion, and mm-hmm. it was really good. And I was just thinking. How would I compare this to Arno's? How would I compare this to Galatoire's and and to Two Jacks? And like I said, I don't know that I remember Two Jacks. I know I've been there, but I haven't been that much, and it's been a long time. But I have gone to all the others fairly recently, and I like them all. I like them all. But they are distinctly different. They are distinctly they different. Are. And the reason that we got on this subject at lunch was that um, – Someone was saying that the um, tourists who come to town with a limited number of meals will likely choose just one grand dame and forsake the others because they are similar enough Mm -hmm. in their vibe and their age that you wouldn't want to spend all of your time in the grand dames. So you would, generally speaking, pick one. And so I thought I would put myself in that position as a tourist with some knowledge of them. And I could only pick one. Which one would I pick? And I thought that would be a really fun question to mm-hmm. ask the listeners. But apparently I, I am alone in that thought. Oh, yeah? We haven't gotten a single call on it. Nobody if wants to say to what's join the... our little hmm. party, 260-6368 is the number. That's it, So all, let's right? see. What, today is Alligator Day. Today is mm-hmm. National Alligator Eating Day. <laughs> <laughs> and watch it because they'll eat you. Eat your Alligator Day. What? There is a uh, there's a little place out on Highway 90, on its way to Booty. I think it's actually past Booty. Uh-huh. And, uh And it's a, an old gas station. It no longer functions as a gas station. Now it's a restaurant. And it's been there for quite a long time, like 50 years or more. And uh, when you you go there, 
there's a kind of a little little park kind of surrounding what used to be the TV. I mean, what used to be the uh, the uh, gas station. And uh, they have this sign, and it's right at the edge of the water, and it, it's a big edge, edged uh, piece of uh, big sign. Big sign, mm-hmm. and it said, uh, 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 "Keep, keep, uh, don't feed the alligators." Don't feed the alligators. Thank you very much for oh, remembering that. I'm so glad I yeah. could conjure that up oh, from somewhere. <laughs> thank you. Well, it, it's pretty elementary too, but it's. Uh, hey. But anyway. And they have this uh, this this little uh, this sign, and it has a, a, a circular section of it that says, "Yeah, don't eat, don't touch the alligators." Uh huh. And then I kidding. No, it says, "Don't feed the don't alligators. feed the alligators." And then there's a yeah. separate one for the alligators that says, "Don't They'll eat let the, the alligators feed you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Justin Kennedy just da, da, walked da, da, da. in, and I'll be he's doing. here to talk about. We haven't seen you in a while. How you special? been? I've been hiding out, Tom. Well, uh, did you escape from there without being caught? I escaped. I escaped. I just got back from Chicago. No kidding. I went to the game. Oh, you did? Okay, good. And I went with uh, (laughs) Chris and Anita Montero. You probably know Chris runs Napoleon House Uh for Ralph Brennan. He used to run Baco for many, many years. Uh But Mm -hmm. we went up there, and it was just the perfect time. Perfect weather. Perfect wind. That's Uh lucky. Because it's usually it's like yeah, right really here, miserable yeah. cold over there. Uh-huh. Right. And by the end of the, <laughs> the game, there was nobody but Saints fans in, this, in, in Soldier <laughs> Field. It felt like you were in the dome, but there was no roof on it. Well, good. That's all I can say to that. Good. Congrats to the Saints. It was, you know what? I taped, I, I was going to tape the game. But I went a little bit too early, and so I hit record, and then I didn't record the actual game. So I only recorded 10 minutes of the pregame, and mm. I never did see the game. But I know we won. So yeah. was it a good game? It was a great game. It was, yeah. I'm sure it was good just by, the, just by its outcome. Did you do any good eating? I did some great eating. So there's, there's some old staples I always go to. And Chris and Anita are a lot big, bigger foodies than me. Like, uh-huh. you know, they have a better palate than I do. I'm a sandwich guy. So <laughs> I, took them to the, I took them to the Drake Hotel. And the Drake Hotel has this soup, and they call it bookbinder soup. And it, to me, uh-huh. it's, hmm. it's, it's turtle soup, but made with red snapper. That's what I get out of it. Hmm. Have, have you ever heard of this soup? I have heard of it, but I couldn't tell you what it is. Is it related uh, to bookbinders in Philadelphia? Did, is there any connection? Well, there, you know, I was about to say, you, you hit it, but I don't know if it was Philadelphia. No, it is Philadelphia. It's Philadelphia? It's definitely Philadelphia. Okay. Is a bookbinder a thing, or what, it, what is that? It's the name of a, a bookstore originally. Okay. And, so there, uh, you don't know of a connection. But what I, what I did, I, I did ask the chef, without going into too many details, I asked him, uh, this tastes like... Turtle soup, but with red snapper instead mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, turtle. Yeah. turtle. And he said that's exactly what it is. So. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, good. And it was delicious. So what else did you find? Okay, so on the, uh, on the, uh, in, the, in the foodie world, what's going on, it's real hip, and everybody wants to be involved in it. They got a place called The Girl and the Goat. Yes, that is the hot, hot one. The Girl and the, the girl Goat. And the, the goat. Girl and, and the Goat. And the Goat. Yeah, is it good? It was very good. Was it? It's is, all tasting, all uh-huh. all shareable plates, right. but I mean everything was really uh uh like they had uh 
pickled squash and uh, uh, everybody's pickling pickled. everything. Yeah, yeah. pickled squash and then a uh, goat uh, goat uh, <laughs> belly confit with crab. You think it sounds crazy, but it's really uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. And uh, a whole bunch of other things, but it's Chicago's a foodie town. They got a it lot is. of good stuff. It really is. It I, is. I think it's underrated. Well, it's a very big city. Yeah. And the first night, my I sell, as you know, Vienna beef, corned beef, and Vienna yeah. beef hot dog. They are the hot yeah. dog of Chicago. So mm-hmm. he's the one to invite me up there, and we had tickets with him to go to the game. We had a box. We had a box. We're in the Vienna beef box. Woo-hoo! All the Chicago hot yeah. dogs we wanted. Well, he took us Saturday night to a place called Erie Cafe. <laughs> and it's like the Crescent City Steakhouse of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm going to write this down. Have you, have you ever had a, uh, an Italian beef yeah. in Chicago? That's a, a, it, it looks from a distance like a roast beef poor boy. And it's it's got a messy, lots and lots of uh, gravy pouring out of it. It's not the same kind of bread, but it's the same shape. Yep. It's like an Italian roll. And instead of like thick gravy like we're used to here, it's like an au jus. Yeah. Real yeah. thin. It, yeah. And it's pretty darn good, I got to tell you. Yeah. I, not as good as a poor boy, though. It has, I call it a cousin to the olive salad. They call it jardinera. Yeah, yeah, they put that on everything in Chicago. Jardinera <laughs> uh-huh. means garden. Right. You know, it's the yeah. whole pickle thing. All right, the girl in the gold. You know, when when I first came back from Katrina, I and I, I realize I'm sure one of hundreds of people or thousands of people said that the burger thing was going to be really big because we had gotten turned on to five guys there. Right. And... Um, Five Guys was only in a few states at that time. And so I said, you know what? I think I, I should do like a burger place, like a gourmet burger place. And do you remember, Tom, that you said that the, the name of the burger place should be called The Boy Who Cried Burger? <laughs> Which I thought was a ridiculous name. But now there's The Girl oh, yeah. and the Goat. There's a place in L.A. called Hinoki yeah. and the Bird. I mean, it, they're stupid <laughs> names. So... I mean, is there any yeah. is there any reason it's the girl and the goat or just somebody? I have no okay. idea. Okay, yeah. Anyway, that's what I saw <laughs> when I was looking at places in Chicago. That was the number one that everybody was talking yeah. about. Yeah. And uh, what else did you find? It's uh, that, that funny that funny pizza of theirs. It's a foot and a half thick. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, I've yet to try them, but I when I when, the first place I go to when I get there is. I go to Uno Pizzeria. Yeah. Pizzeria That's Uno. The they, they invented it. Ike Sewell invented really it like back it? in the 40s. I like it. I'd rather New York style pizza. Of course, yeah. Any I day. Anybody. Something you can pick up. Yeah. But I've made a bond with the bartender. His name's Sergio. He's okay. from Pueblo, Mexico. Okay. Hmm. And he's been there for like 30 years. I have an uncle you, that lives in Chicago, oh, so I go all the time. Oh, There's a classic. Okay. So this is the original location. This is the original Uno. location for Uno on okay. East Ohio Street. Okay. And when I when I go there, you know, Sergio, he sends people to Parkway to come see me. When I go there, uh, uh, it was after a couple of years. He was knocking off. He said, "You want to come get something really good to eat?" And I had a little slice of pizza. I said, "Yeah." And he, he took me to a place. He said they only make it in Pueblo, Mexico. It's a sandwich, a Mexican sandwich called a semitas. And it's like fried pork chop, salami. Uh, it, oh, could, wow. it could even be like braised, braised pork on top of that, cheese. It's, and it's almost like a little muffle, little 
muffalata bun. Uh-huh. It's a big sandwich. He took me for one of those, and it was great. Where did, where did he take you? Uh, it's on uh, Fulton Street. And you don't know the name of it? Uh, well, it's where it's, 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 it's really coming up area. It's where Google is mm. right now in Chicago. Well, so. it's a Google really is up always... Area. Google is it's always gentrifying quickly. Then mm-hmm. all you need to do is put a Google campus in. Okay. Well, but you, you this just... time around, he said, "I'm going to go to this little lady. She makes tamales." Mm-hmm. So mm. he brought, he 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 gave me a pound of uh, green and a pound of red, and I haven't tried them yet. Oh, I've put them in. I froze them and brought them home. And I got home last night late, so I'm you yet to try. You just got home from the game. Oh, I got I got night. home late last night. Oh, Tuesday, okay, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. okay. But uh, how, you go to a pizza place and you're getting uh, yeah, you're getting tamales from to other stuff. Yeah, well, you know he's a local local guy. So, all right, what else did you find? Let's see. I mean, we we were. Did you go? Did you actually go to Pueblo? No, Pueblo, Mexico. <laughs> no, next time. Because if you if you do go there, they have. The greatest Mexican sauce in the world. Maybe the best sauce in the world. Uh, mole poblano. Uh, yes. Right. That's where they, they yeah. That's where it mole. comes from. Yes. Yep. Uh, so how was the food in the, uh, in the box? The food in the box was great. And they even, all, all the uh, boxes have restrooms in the boxes. You don't mm-hmm. have to walk mm. out. Uh-huh. And they bring around a dessert cart. Gee. And in the fourth quarter, a dessert cart comes around and goes to every room with all kind of cakes, Does it pies, really? And really? pastries. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Box life is nice, I have to say. Yeah, it is nice. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to be here. I knew, you know, every time I, I go on vacation, this I know when I get back, it's 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 going to be blowing and going. And this this month's blowing and going for us. We got a lot going on at the restaurant. What's going on that's new? Well, you see, I'm a walking billboard right now. I see now. that. We're going to talk about that in the next hour when you're officially on. We're just chatting right now. Okay. We'll talk about that because we, we're I'm coming up against the news anyway. But, Port um, Orleans, uh, among many other things, that's that's the name of what used to be uh, a seafood restaurant in, in West End. Nobody wow. remembers. Right? It's a long time ago, and it, it went out of business. I wonder if this is named after that. It might be, but I doubt it. It's too long Who's ago. Who's behind Port Orleans? Uh, Jack Streif. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Don, uh, I, think, I think his name's, uh, his, I don't know his last Knotts. name. Knotts. No, not Don Knotts. Don and Zach run Port Orleans. Halston, maybe. You know what? Is it Halston? Halston is the, one of the... Uh, Austin's one of the reps. Don Knoll. Okay. Is All right. uh, okay. But yeah, but you're not you're not really here for them anyway. You're here to talk about your poor boy, and we're going to talk about that at four o'clock. Mm. Okay. Yes. Let's do a New Orleans hamburger and seafood. All right. Time. Shall we? At, Go ahead. You, okay. Yeah. Our program is sponsored by New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. I've been doing the burgers uh, uh, quite a few times in the last few days, so I'm going to move over to the uh, seafood part of it. Uh, one thing that they do there that's a very simple technique, but you do it and everything becomes magically delicious. And that is if you're frying, especially seafood, but just about anything, anything uh, protein, you know anyhow, this. what happens is if, you, uh, <laughs> if the, your oil starts mind. seeming to be a little on the dark side and you wonder why is it that when you change it out, uh, it suddenly a lot, tastes a whole lot better. 
Well, think about that for about 10 seconds, and you'll come come up with the deal. What you are trying to uh, avoid is uh, the oil and seafood that just gets overly uh many times used. A really gross. That's really it. gross idea, but uh, you won't have to worry about it at New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company because they, they redo their oil and everything else just about constantly. And so the seafood so, comes out golden brown. And it comes out golden greaseless. brown and greaseless, all of those things. Cooked to order, hot, Cooked delicious. Cooked to order. I mean, this is what you want. You get it spice-alicious. All of this, yeah, spice-alicious is available, too, and... Uh, uh, also, you have 10 locations from which to get all of this. And you also uh, have the opportunity to have char-grilled char- char- oysters. <laughs> yeah, char-grilled grilled oysters all of a sudden on, on it. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company, 10 locations around town. Tell them I uh, told you to come, come. by and visit. <laughs> More food in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law 